What is going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back. This is the Coach's Corner. This is an exciting episode. Obviously, we're recording this on a Monday evening, so big news just dropped. I'm here with Caleb, as always, and we're bringing back again our special guest, CJ. We had him on a couple weeks ago. Caleb, how's it going, my man? Uh, it's going a lot better since as of about 2 o'clock this afternoon. We'll get into that here in just a minute, though. CJ, what's going on, brother? I'm doing good, man. Great news. Like Caleb said, the city's buzzing, man. I, I work downtown, so everybody kept calling and talking about it. So the city's on fire for sure. This is is obviously we're talking about right now. Patrick Mahomes, he got his deal. The Kansas City Chiefs have their franchise quarterback, and this isn't just some small deal, some a little bit, some little extension, something that we've seen all the time with the quarterbacks getting their big money. No, this is a record-setting, groundbreaking, unprecedented, new language, new setup, new everything like Patrick Mahomes has done since he entered the league. He's breaking the bank. He's setting records. This is a 10-year extension, and at the end of the day, it's worth over 503 million dollars yes 503 that is a half of a billion for you people out there billion with a b he just broke the bank and i i'm gonna be honest with you he's worth every single cent caleb initial reactions well i saw the tim grunhard tweet today like 1250 or whatever and it said the thing about patrick mahomes it was kind of cryptic but you kind of had the idea that he was talking about a new deal now, at the time, I'm like, well, I don't know what Tim Grunhardt knows. I know for those of you who don't know, he's a great center for the Chiefs back in the 90s, and he's really a pretty good media personality in the Kansas City area. Little did we know that the deal had already happened, and he was just one of the first people to know about it because I think about 10 or 15 minutes later, we see Adam Schefter breaks the deal. Patrick Mahomes isn't just the highest-paid football of all player, football player of all time today. He is the highest-paid athlete in the history of American modern sports today, that guy who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, who we have grown up and loved our entire life, they have the highest paid player to ever play sports. Guys, and like you said, it's not enough. Nothing will ever be enough for him. It's a great deal for everybody involved. We'll get into the details more here in a little bit. CJ, what was your reaction down there, man? Man, when I first saw the news, my phone started binging and pinging and going crazy. So I was like, what's going on? And everybody was like, it's done, it's done. I was like, what happened? And I went to the back and turned my phone off. And I turned it back on. And they said, Pat Hill's deal is done. I was like, how much, how much? And I saw 10 years. I immediately thought baseball players. Because we naturally, like you say, football players don't get contracts of that length or that magnitude of that much money. When you see like a 10-year, 400-plus mil, you immediately think of guys like Mike Trout, Alex Rodriguez, Carlos Stanton, guys like that. So to see a quarterback in the NFL get a decade contract worth – Half a billion dollars. It's 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 something that we've never seen before, and it's definitely something that's going to set the market for next QBs to come. But this is an amazing day, not only for sports history, like you say, but for Kansas City sports, man. We've been gone through a lot. And to not only get a Super Bowl, but to get the best quarterback, the best player in football in our city for the next decade, there's nothing more you can really ask for, man. This is, this is just as good as winning the Super Bowl to me. As a lifelong Chiefs fan, and I think the elder statesman, in this podcast here, I, I can tell you 
I remember, and I can go all the way back for as long as, you know, early 90s. I was, you know, I'm going to date myself. I was born in 1985, and I can remember the Chiefs from about the time I was eight years old. So I can go all the way back then, and I could give you the long list of quarterbacks that the Chiefs have gone through. And, you know, it was one thing to get Mahomes, to draft him, to know and see what he's done in the NFL and see how good he's been. And he gets us the Super Bowl, and he has done all these amazing things. But then you see the deal to know that he's going to be a Kansas City Chief for the at least the next 12 years because he still has the two years left on the current deal he's on and then the 10-year extension. So at least for the next 12 years till the year 2032, I couldn't even – there was no words. I was It gives me chills, you know. I think about the Rich Gannons, the Elvis Gerbox, Tyler Pelkel, Damon Heward, Matt Castle, all these guys that have gone through Steve Bono, Steve DeBerg, you know. It's just a laundry list of guys who are never the guy. And now we have the guy, the best player in the planet, the best player in the universe, the guy who is in two years blown up the NFL. People are already talking about whether or not he's the best ever to play the game, play the position. And he started for two football years. It's amazing. It's amazing what he's done. You know, obviously huge congratulations to him and his family. He's and, and from all accounts, obviously we don't know him personally, but you can kind of see and you can kind of tell from the way people talk about him in the media, the way his teammates talk about him. He just seems like the most upstanding guy, right? He just seems like a great person. He's great in the community. He already does so much as far as a person, and he's somebody that you can really look up to. So obviously congrats to him. So well-deserved. Obviously, like you said, you guys have said it great. You know, Kansas City is on fire right now. Everybody's pumped up. Everybody's excited. Um, let me just give you a couple details here to, just about the deal because it's, it was super unique, and I want to make sure we just kind of touch on some stuff. So um, you can find a lot of this stuff on Twitter. Albert Breer's tweeted stuff off. Uh, Matt Pellicero, a um, bunch of different guys have. Ian Rappaport or whatever. But um, Mike Tannenbaum is, is said an interesting one too. So, like, we had this – our Slack channel, and we talk all the time, and everybody was asking, like, well, how much is he going to get? Is it going to be 40 a year, 50 a year? All that stuff. Well, if you look at the way that the contract is kind of laid out in his first five years, he's not even earning forty million dollars a year. It's actually thirty nine five um, for the first seven years of the of the deal with sixty three million guaranteed. Right. So the, the the Chiefs and Brett Veach again, man, this guy he just finds a way. He made it a super nice deal in the short term with only a ten million dollar signing bonus. They have so much flexibility in the short term. And that's one of the things I want to talk about is kind of just to begin with, just kind of the work that, you know, Brett Veach has done and the contract that they were able to get done with so much creativity and so much versatility. Caleb, in the short term, what do you, what do you kind of think this means for the Chiefs in that kind of deal? I think it means in the short term, let's keep going back to the Super Bowl and win as many Lombardis as we can. And I'm being serious when I'm saying that. I'm not saying that just as being an optimistic fan you got to look at the short term. Now, what did Brett Veach do? And we've talked about this before. Brett Veach has just opened the window for the Chiefs to say, we are going all in the next three or four years while there's still flexibility here. And we're going to try to win as many as we can now because we're going to have to pay the Piper and someone. We're going to have to pay Pat, and that's fine. But how many times now have we seen Brett Veach pull off a move like this when it comes to being able to get a great talent in Kansas City for a long time. Guys, he's becoming the best executive in football almost. And by being able to have the flexibility the Chiefs are going to have for this three or four years, okay, 
Is there a chance they could sign Chris Jones? Maybe. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. But I also think that it opens up the door for them to be able to look for extensions for guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill and even Tyron Matthew, guys who people were saying might not be in the long-term picture, might all of a sudden have just walked back into extension talk just because of this kind of flexibility they have. But I really think that where Veach has made his biggest impact with this signing is the fact that the Chiefs were already in a Super Bowl window, but just even that little bit of extra wiggle room in the first few years of this mega deal, it's all going to help, and I think he's got a plan to be able to get the Chiefs where they're going to need to be. Yeah, CJ, Caleb kind of just touched on it there, and I guess the the next big name would be you know Chris Jones getting extended. And from the way that the people that know more about like the contract stuff than I do, um, it sounds like they're going to have some room to possibly do that. Do you think that the way that they were able to structure this deal and make this a very friendly deal in the short term, um, do you think that gives the Chiefs hope to re-sign Chris Jones? Because there was a lot of rumors before this about him possibly being traded. No, yeah, that's what um, that's what everybody was saying. I know Chris's deal. I know there was the um, tweet that came out about a couple of days ago that he wanted a rumor around between twenty and twenty one million dollars. Um, that's usually like the going rate because I think I believe Aaron Donald makes twenty two, and the next guy in line that makes twenty one was DeForest Buckner, who just got signed by the Colts, who played for the 49ers before. So Chris Jones is obviously in that tier. He definitely deserves his twenty mil. I understand where he's coming from from his standpoint, but like you said, since we made Pat's deal, we kind of extended his money over 10 years, which at first when people see, oh my God, 10 years, but if you stretch the money out and divide it up between the years, now you, like you said, we have flexibility just in sign Chris to that deal that he wants. So maybe we can give him something that's loaded on the back end, or maybe maybe it could be certain incentives, like if he makes the Pro Bowl, leads the league in sacks, something like that. Now they can work towards trying to get that Chris Jones deal done. Because like you said, like like Caleb said, Veach is coming in and proving to the league he's not only the best GM in football, he's one of the best football minds in the league. So when you sign a quarterback like that, who's the best talent we've ever seen, what, a 10-year contract, it's unprecedented, it's something we've never seen, but it's something that's probably never going to be the normal because he's not normal. He's something that we he's outside the box. He's something that we've never seen before. So with that deal being such team friend, like you said, he's not making more than 40 for the next couple of years. So we definitely have some money to flex with now. So now we can play with Chris's deal to maybe give him like maybe it may not be 21 or 20. Maybe we can give him 18 or 19 and then he can get that last little couple of mils off and send him. So I think Beach is doing a great job. He's definitely going to have a great for years to come for sure. Yeah, and I think unprecedented is such a good good word to use because it really is. This is such an unprecedented deal. It's unprecedented times. And I think it was Albert Breer who tweeted out that this is only the fourth deal. I just want to try to check to see if I can find it. Yeah, it's only the fourth extension to get done in the last 48 days. So the others are uh, Christian McCaffrey, Jeremy or Larry Tunzel, and Patrick Chung. So since March 23rd. And a lot of that is obviously due – to the, the stuff surrounding the coronavirus, um, you know, and I think that teams were a little worried about that, but the Chiefs were able to find a way, Veach was able to find a way to get the deal done, to get the extension, to be the only fourth player extended since March 23rd. And I think that some of the worry was um, going into the long term is, 
what is the cash flow going to look like, right? So are there going to be people in the stands? Are we going to be able to have all that revenue coming in that the teams need to sign? And I think that was a potentially a concern here. But I think that if there's something that Veach has shown this offseason with the coronavirus is that he wants to sign the guys that have been in place. He doesn't want a lot of turnover. And I think that's because of, of the question marks surrounding this stuff. And I think that that makes it even more the likelihood that they want to get a Chris Jones done, Chris Jones deal done. Um, so I think that we're going to potentially see that. And July 15th is the deadline for that to happen. And I think this could have been the first domino to potentially fall. And then, you know, looking at, the, at that long-term, the long-term, you know, we just talked about the short-term, how, you know, it's about winning those Super Bowls. And I think that some people see the, the half a billion dollar deal and they think to themselves, oh, no, we're going to be crippled for the rest of the, you know, the decade. We're not going to be able to put anything around them. I think long-term, they're going to be just fine with what the way that this team scouts, the way that they draft. Um, if you look at it long-term, I think that the one of the biggest things is, is you know, the deal and everything is great, but we have a franchise quarterback that can win the Super Bowl. There are so many teams right now searching for that. Everybody out there would pay this to Pat Mahomes. Every team would pay this to Pat Mahomes in a second because they know what he brings to the table. Long-term, as far as maybe setting the market, setting this new market, Caleb, what do you think that does for possibly a Dak Prescott or a Deshaun Watson or even the NFL in general? You know, CJ touched on it. You you think baseball when you see these deals normally, but this is a big deal. This is an unprecedented territory here. We're going for football contracts. For Jerry Jones, today was the doomsday scenario, basically, (laughs) but you say it like that, because now Dak is going to have something more to go off of. But today was not only a win for Patrick Mahomes, it was a win for the NFLPA and for football players across the country, because for the first time in the history of the NFL, we are seeing close to generational money being spent. Now, I don't, don't get me wrong. There's been players in the NFL who make tons of money, but this is baseball money, Bryce Harper and Mike Trout money, money like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and LeBron James. Like We have not seen money get paid to football players like this ever, and this is a win for all of them because for years – they, these guys are playing the most dangerous game in the world, the game that takes the absolute most physical beating on your body, and you go in and do it day in and day out, and they're consistently underpaid compared to other professional athletes in our country. And now they had their guy. They had Mahomes break through, and he is going to be the one that's going to be able to start getting more fair contracts. The salary cap is definitely going to go up here in the next 10 years at some point. I think we've opened up the door to see a ton of players make huge money in the future, but we've also opened up the door to see all kinds of players get overpaid in the future because right now there's probably some guys like some Josh Allens or some Sam Darnolds that are saying, sign me up for some of that. You know, when it should be more of maybe like a Deshaun Watson or a Kyler Murray could be the next kind of guys in line for a big decade long extension like this. Um, So I think it's a win for football players as a whole. I think that we're going to start to see this become more common 
for these. It's only going to be a quarterback contract. We'll never see running backs or any other position except for maybe a defensive back signed to this long and this caliber of a contract. But the more the quarterbacks and the the more the quarterbacks get paid, the more everyone else is going to get paid in return. No question about that. And I think that's one of the really interesting things that have come out of this thing is the length of that contract. And we've talked about it and touched on it about it a lot already. But that 10 years is something that you really don't see in the NFL, right? Um, it's something where there's just so much that can happen. But I think that the the brilliant thing, again, going back to how smart the contract was, is the way that they structured it. They, it almost turns in to like one-year deals for the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes where it's so incentive-based that he's gotten all this stuff where, you know, he basically if Mahomes is on the roster, he's going to get like a $40 million deal. There's a no trade clause, so he can't be traded. Um, so they really structured that in an interesting way to get them solidified for, for that decade. Now, if we're talking long-term and we're talking about the success that, you know, we think that he can have, let, let's, let's talk about what really matters, and that's the Super Bowl. CJ, in the decade, so we got we got Mahomes 12 more years. How many Super Bowls do you think the Chiefs could win? If we're being honest, I mean, he's only 24 years old, right? So he's in the middle of his prime. He has the fastest receiver in football. He has the best tight end in football, and both of those guys are under 30. If my, I've always told my prediction, even before we won this previous Super Bowl versus the 49ers, my prediction was in the next five years, we should be in at least three or four Super Bowls. And if we win two or three of those, that's a great that's a great um, dynasty for sure. So now that we have him locked up for the next decade, it's like you said, 12 seasons. Tyreek's only like 27. Travis is 28 or 29. I would say at least by the time – when this contract ends, we're all going to be almost 40 years old. So I would say by the time this contract is up – we should be in it. We should have been in at least five to six Super Bowls, and I say we will have at least four to five under our belt. That would be my prediction for the next decade for sure. Because Pat is easily the best quarterback in the AFC. The AFC is not deep. The only competition we have is the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. And there's questions with his durability and can he stay healthy for the long term because of his playing style. And then we have Deshaun Watson, who we know his coach isn't necessarily the best um, decision maker, even though we know Deshaun is an elite quarterback. But that's the only guy that we're really worried about coming to try to take thrown from the Chiefs as being the best team in the AFC. Because for me, they have the best roster in football right now, and I don't think anybody can really stop our offense in the AFC at all. So it's really going to be like, who's really going to run the AFC for the next decade? That was the Chiefs before we even knew the contract. Now he's locked in for 10 years. I don't think anybody wants to have that headache or try to deal with Pat for the next decade. So I'm definitely thinking four to six for sure. I think that's a very, very solid number. And to me, if you're telling me that in the next you know, 10 to 12 years that the Chiefs are in six Super Bowls and they're winning two to three more, which is going to give them three or four Super Bowls. To me, then the, the money, it doesn't even matter. Whatever, they could have paid them a billion, literally a billion dollars, and I think it would have been worth it because you just don't see that type of success other than the Patriots, who if you asked anybody back then if Brady probably would have been worth that money, they probably would have said yes when he first started his career, right? So when you hear that, Caleb, do you think that, if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl for that many times in the decade, there's nothing more than you can say that this contract was was a steal, really. I think it absolutely was a steal because they just locked up the best player in any sport in the world at his position for a decade. So it's going to have to be a steal at some point for both sides, I think, 
the thing, Justin, we talked about this in our very first episode, though, I believe, about where the Chiefs were heading in the future of the Chiefs. Like I said, er, early on in dynasties, there's a chance early, there's going to be a chance early in his big contract, like I said, to win as many as he can, whether it be two, three, or four. There's going to come a time, because I don't think this will be his last contract in Kansas City either. I think there's also a possibility we see them rework this deal and maybe even add an extension on it the later we get into the career of Patrick Mahomes. After that little reworking or extension, whenever that would be, I'd say that'll be when another window is going to open to try to go after three or four more, much like we've seen with the New England Patriots and Tom Brady, because, you know, it's hard to be able to compete for 12 years in a row to go to the Super Bowl every year. So we need to take a look back at what realistically they could do. Right now, the roster's here. They have to make their run at at least two or three more right now. But then we're going to start to see the older Mahomes. I think we see him get back there like a Brady before he's going to be getting ready to retire at some point. Because I also think Mahomes is going to play into his 40s. I think the Chiefs are going to draft an offensive lineman every year, probably here for the rest of Mahomes' career, very high, and the net, and probably in the top three rounds. So I think that we're going to be coming to see an era where he's going to be an older, less athletic player, but he's going to be so locked into what he has to do based on knowing the playbook and accuracy and things like that, that I think he's going to be hard to beat in that later half of his career. But right now, I think that there isn't a team in football that can beat the Chiefs if they actually go out and play their best brand of football. Agree with that. And then, you know, one thing to touch on, I think that you're completely correct when you say that you we could absolutely see another deal get done with Mahomes um, before this contract is actually up. And if you take a look um, at the, what well, I think it was, um, I can't remember who tweeted it out now, but somebody tweeted out a base basically by year of what the salary actually looked like. And then if you look at the year 2027, I know it's crazy to think about it's seven years from now, that, that, that year actually jumps up to over 60 million that would be owed to Mahomes for that year. And that's a combination of his base salary and his roster bonus. So I would think that before it gets to the Chiefs owing him $60 million for one year, they would try to restructure that so that they can maybe turn that into a signing bonus, turn that into bonus and then extend them again, um, you know, based on where, you know, revenues are and what the salary, the salary cap could be, who knows by that point. Um, but I could definitely see them trying to get a deal done before that and if you I think if you if you if you see the tweet I'm sorry I don't give you credit for it I, I can't remember who tweeted it out but um I thought that was pretty interesting because every other year is pretty reasonable but that that 2027 year definitely popped out when you see that 60 million basically right there um you know and the one thing that with this contract is I immediately kind of thought of Andy Reid in this whole situation, right? So Reid has obviously been a huge proponent of him. He gave Veach the sign-off to draft him 
CJ, when you think of Andy Reid in this situation, you know, Reid's not a spring chicken. He's getting up there in age. He's been in the league for a long time. He finally got his Super Bowl. He could retire a pretty happy man, I think, at this point. But with with Mahomes getting this deal done, how many more how many more years do you think you could see Andy Reid coaching in the NFL? No, yeah, but we were uh, – I think me and Grant were talking about that on in our group chat the other day that um, there was some – like obviously we all know um, Eric Bieniemy is the next guy in line to get a head coaching job. I mean rightfully so. He's easily, if not top five, easily the best offensive coordinator in the game coaching a guy like – because not only have to coach guys like Patrick Mahomes, you have to deal with a lot of – as some people would say egos when you have so much talent because everybody wants the ball. You have to deal with Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Nicole Hartman, Damian Williams. There's a lot of guys that can touch the ball. So not only you have to coach all these guys – as men, you have to coach them as football players and not only um, take guys to the next level off the field and on the field. He's done a great job with all these players. So um, we, yeah, Andy Reid is getting up there. Big Red's getting – he's pushing uh, 60-plus. He's almost 70. So I know he's one of those coaches not only in the NFL but in football. Because when you think of OG coaches in the game, you think of him, Nick Saban, Bill Belichick. He's up there with those guys. So um, Andy's definitely towards the, um, the, the back half of his career. But obviously with a guy like Patrick Mahomes in your corner, I don't see how he can stop coaching anytime soon. But like you said, Justin, if he did decide to stop – um, a lot of Chiefs fans and as far as Philadelphia Eagle fans will be sad to see him go because he's such not only a great coach, he's such a good person. Um, I would want him to stay, obviously, and, and take us to another two or three Super Bowls and try to get a back-to-back or, or get a three-peat for the first time. So, um, But if he did decide to leave, Eric Bieniemy is the guy I believe is the next in line. He's more than ready. He's a leader. He's a leader of men. He's a great coach, an even better person. I met him personally. Um, he's a great guy. So I think if Andy did decide to leave, EB would be ready to step in right away, take the job, and lead this team to continue to have success. Yeah, as kind of a side note there, um, it still blows my mind that Eric Bieniemy is not a head coach in the NFL after the offseason that they had. I think that's one of the biggest Crazy. robberies that happened in the offseason. It's just unbelievable. Caleb. I, uh, guys, I love. I was going to say I love Eric Bieniemy, but I think that he's going to be co- the head coach of the Houston Texans after Bill O'Brien gets fired this season. He's going to be coaching Deshaun Watson and – for the Texans, and I'm saying that just as kind of a bold prediction. I wish that Bienemy would stick around, but I don't think if Reed is going anywhere in the next five years, and Bienemy he has to take if he got a, a chance to coach an elite quarterback like Watson, he has to take that job. And I don't think anybody in Kansas City would actually get mad about something like that because he has been owed a head coaching job now for at least two or three years, for at least the last two seasons, for the remarkable work he's been able to do in the Chiefs' offense. I mean, we see Andy Reid coordinators succeed all the time. It's his turn to get a chance. So I think that he'd have to take a job if he was the right job that came up. If not, maybe he sticks around. But I think that someone who we could see maybe potentially work his way into a head coach conversation throughout maybe the next decade or so could be Brendan Daly, who is a defensive line coach who is now coached under Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. His coaching tree is ridiculous. The guy has about five Super Bowl rings already. That might be, that's the guy, at least in my opinion, that we should be watching out for to potentially be the new head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs at some point if Andy Reid decides to call it quits in the next decade or so. Yeah, I think that's a super interesting call because I think that you're right. Eric Bieniemy is owed a head coaching job, and I don't think that there's anybody that would bat an eye 
and, and not wish him well as he would move forward in his career because he's obviously very well deserving of that. And, you know, speaking about the rest of the NFL, I, I think the one of the other main things that I kind of thought of when this whole deal dropped is just picturing the entire rest of the AFC West and the, the rest of the NFL going, oh, shit. Like, he's going to be in Kansas City with all these weapons for another 12 years. Like, what you know, here we go. Like, this is like worst case scenario. Not only did he get his big money, but he also made it a team-friendly deal. So they're still going to be able to surround him with all these dudes. And there's, you know, like we said, we've been talking Super Bowls and dynasties and all this stuff. But, I mean, I, you've got to think that the, the rest of the NFL is kind of thinking the same thing. And, like, where does this put – we've already seen in this year's draft that the AFC West is trying to be in an arms race, with, arms race with Kansas City. You know, Denver goes out and drafts two receivers. The Raiders go and draft, uh, you know, a, a number one wide receiver. They're trying to sit, surround themselves with talent. So where do you think and what do you think this tells the rest of the AFC, AFC West, Caleb? Well, uh, CJ and I were actually talking – a couple of weeks ago about this exact same situation with how Denver is really loaded up on talent recently. And also so have the Raiders. There's only one factor in those equations. It's that they can load up all that offensive firepower they want. That's still not stopping Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think anyone wants to get into a shootout with the chiefs, but uh, CJ, it was uh you, you were saying you were high on Denver, which I can see that also because they're about to have a really talented receiving core with the running backs they have. But take what, what were you talking about more about that? Because those guys have the talent with Drew Locke and all that stuff. So I think they would be the team that we'd have to watch out for in the decade to potentially catch the Chiefs at some point. No, yeah, Caleb, Caleb was right. That's what we were having that conversation a couple weeks ago. We were talking about players in the upcoming season. Um, Denver has a lot of talent. I mean, rightfully so. We all saw the Houston game when Denver played last year. Kind of Drew Locke's kind of like coming out party. Um, we all know he's a local kid. He's from Lee Summit, played here. So we all saw him play here in Amazoo. Um, He definitely had a lot of um, good games, a lot of um, promising games last year. And during the draft, like Justin said, I knew they were going to get some weapons because obviously like it's a copycat league. So everyone's going to look at the top dog and see what they do and try to replicate that. So I knew teams were going to go after receivers. Um, I was telling Caleb this. I did not see because when I was looking at the mock draft last year, Henry Ruggs was not the number one receiver. Everyone had Jerry Judy. So the fact that Ruggs went before him and then I think Ruggs went top 12 or top 15 pick, that was crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did not see that coming. So for the Raiders to take rugs, that's clearly, like Justin said, people are trying to replicate the Chiefs offense. People want to get the next Tyree kill. They want to have the next great receiving core because the Broncos, like Caleb said, have they drafted Jerry Judy. They drafted K.J. Hamler. They already have Cortland Sutton. They have Noah Fant from last year and they have Philip Lindsay in the backfield. And they have Drew Locke with all these weapons. He has a plethora of guys to get the ball to. Now, can they protect them is the thing that we're all going to question and see. But as far as a short of talent in the receiver room, as far as pass catchers, they have no short of talent. They have all they have speed. They have big guys. They have route runners. They got big guys that can go get it with catch races. They have a good running backs who can do it all. And they signed Melvin Gordon as well. So they have a lot of weapons. And you can see they're trying to copy the Chiefs blueprint and try to do the same things we're doing. So they have a lot of guys in that room that can go. That's a receiving core that I really like beside the Chiefs. I really like a lot. So I'm interested to see what they do. And that's going to be some fun games for years to come. Obviously, our defense is better than theirs, but that'll be a fun matchup. I would love to see them, if they got good enough to battle with us, I would love that matchup for the next 10 years, not only for the rivalry, just for football in general, because I just like seeing good matchups between two good teams. 
Yeah, I think that the Broncos, the Broncos are kind of my sneaky pick too. And actually, the last episode of the Coach's Corner, um, we talked about the top five AFC uh, teams, and then we let named our last two teams to kind of sneak into the playoffs. And the Broncos were one of my teams. I think everything you said is seems to be correct, and it really kind of all just hinges on whether or not Drew Locke is is the guy for them. Like Pat Mahomes is the guy for for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think that if he does turn into that, you will see that old rivalry that kind of when I remember growing up in the you know the early 2000s and late 90s is you know the John Elways and those amazing Chiefs defense Derek Thomas sacking John Elway was like one of my favorite memories and favorite things to happen every Sunday um you know we could see that coming again you know Frank Clark sacking Drew Locke and and Pat Mahomes just throwing touchdowns all over the place on him like he has been since he stepped into the league basically but super exciting stuff um, I guess, you know, we've kind of talked a lot here and I, I, I would just, let's end with some, some closing thoughts here. So Caleb, um, just closing thoughts, anything you think about the, the chiefs, the Mahomes deal, what you think we're going to see for the next 12 years, anything, you know, as a fan, just kind of what, what, what are your thoughts right now? Well, we had a conversation about something wild that could happen if there was a potential Chris Jones trade which right now I'd say it's still up in the air. I have absolutely no idea right now since the Mahomes news just broke. Uh, Chris Jones, he's one of my favorite players since the day he stepped foot in Kansas City just because of the rare kind of pass rusher he is. And uh, as someone that's played the offensive line position for a while like I have, I can kind of been able to recognize just how lucky the Chiefs have been to have that elite player like that. But that being said, um, I think it was an article you wrote that I read where there's a potential where the Chiefs could trade Jones to like the the Jaguars or the Redskins or somebody like that, a poor football team. Uh, I don't even want to get into what's going on in Washington right now. It's an absolute mess. They're going to have to change the name to something else that's not just completely racist like the Redskins is. But um, what I was thinking about, if they trade Jones to a team that's very poor and they get a first-round pick from that team, how absolutely wild could it be for the Chiefs to not only have the 32nd overall pick next year after they win the Super Bowl, but for them to also have a pick in the top five, if not the top one, if they trade him to a bad enough team. Um, This is just crazy talk, I guess, right now what I'm saying. But if they traded Jones to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jaguars go about 1-15 and or whatever it is they're projected to do, the Chiefs could actually have a legitimate shot to draft Penny Sewell who is the best left, who we talked about in our last episode with CJ, who is the best left tackle prospect the NFL has seen in quite a long time. And I think that even with the Mahomes getting the mega deal today, I think that being able to line up on an offensive line and have Penny Sewell, Mitchell Schwartz, Lucas Nyong, and maybe another combination of interior players I think that that could be absolutely huge. And like I said earlier, I think the Chiefs are going to have to draft offensive linemen to keep Mahomes healthy 
and make sure he doesn't end up hurt all the time like a Carson Wentz. So it's just a crazy theory, but it kind of maybe does make a little bit of sense for if the Chiefs are trying to beef up up front to be able to protect Mahomes for as long as possible. It's just a crazy thought, though. What do you guys think about it? Yeah, that would be certainly something else. Um, but something that I think that nobody would be disappointed about because if you're going to give Pat Mahomes a 10 10-year deal, a 10-year extension, you're definitely going to want to be him to be protected. So if you could pick up a guy like Suell, um, that would be like hitting the gold mine, I would say. Um, but CJ, how about you? You got any closing thoughts on Mahomes or the Chiefs or anything draft or anything in general? Um, just to probably just to touch on some points that we said earlier, I know we all talked about resetting the market, not only for football players, but for quarterbacks. This is definitely going to be a lot of leverage that um, Deshaun Watson's agent and Dax Prescott's agent are definitely going to use. Because we all knew those were the three next guys to get paid in line. And me and Caleb had this conversation. We were talking about it um, off off air a couple weeks ago about which guy, whoever gets paid first, the next guy is going to be in line to get that deal. So I thought, honestly, I thought Deshaun Watson's deal would come first and then Pat's deal would come after and then he would try to break the bait. But I'm sure Veach was talking to Pat and, and uh, his agent. We're trying to say, hey, let's get this deal done because we know we want you here, so let's just hammer out the numbers. So now that we have a good number and a good idea of what Pat's going to get done, I could definitely see Deshaun Watson's deal coming through in the next week or two before July 15th, and I could definitely see him getting, not necessarily a 10-year deal, but I could definitely see him getting a crazy extension, something in a world that we're not really used to seeing, but not like in past level, obviously, but I could definitely see it being a crazy contract extension for sure. And Dak Prescott definitely going to get something probably a notch under what Dak, uh, what Deshaun Watson gets because those are the two guys that think they're the next great players in line, next quarterbacks in line to get paid. So this is definitely going to be a, a game changer for quarterbacks for sure in the in years to come. We're going to see a lot of big contracts for guys like Kyler Murray, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Um, it's definitely going to be Carson Wentz when his next one comes up. It's definitely going to be a good time for football, especially for quarterbacks. I'm sure Justin can attest to that as well. Yeah, I think that that's super interesting, and it's going to be super interesting to follow um, what happens with – contracts what happens with quarterback contracts and it's just it's so it's that's Mahomes that's what he has done since he stepped in the into the NFL he stepped in as a guy who sat his first year but the coaches were saying that after practice they would go and turn on his practice film instead of watching the starters because he was doing stuff that nobody had ever seen in the NFL and I think that's kind of where like my thought is going to go and kind of close on the situation is that we're, we're seeing something that we have never seen before in the NFL. And we've seen some great quarterbacks and great quarterback play. And I've been lucky enough to been around long enough to see some of that. So I've seen John Elway and Dan Marino and Steve Young and Joe Montana when he was with the Kansas city chiefs. And I've seen Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Drew Brees. And these guys set all these records, but now we have the guy that is changing the NFL. We have the quarterback in Kansas City that is the new bar, that is everybody's trying to find, that everybody wants to sign to that 10-year extension. He's the guy that came in as a first-year starter and set NFL records. He did something that had never been done in the NFL before. He's the guy that in only his second year starting – starting wins a Super Bowl, right, off of a, a league MVP year 
He's only been in the league three years, and I feel like he's already done so much to change it. And then I think, holy cow, he's a Kansas City Chief. He's the He is the quarterback that we spent 22 years of suffering to get. Like, we went through all that hell and all those lost playoff games and losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers because we couldn't score a touchdown. We lost to six field goals, and we lost in the no-touchdown game and Priest Holmes fumbling, and we lost to the Andrew Luck comeback and the Marcus Mariota touchdown pass to himself. All that suffering, and now we're here to this day on July 6th in 2020 to the best player in the planet being secured with our Kansas City Chiefs for the next 12 years. And it's it's a surreal kind of feeling. And I'll tell you that that's for sure. No, absolutely. It's a surreal feeling. Um, we just gave Patrick Mahomes half a billion dollars. I I don't I can't even fathom what I would possibly do with that much money. But like we've been saying all this time, I've seen all these people on Twitter today talking about how this is only going to hurt the Chiefs by giving one player so much in the long run. That's the old way of thinking about things for players who used to be considered great. This is the new way of how things are going to have to be in the NFL. And I hate to break it to everybody. The NFL ain't seen anybody ever like Patrick Mahomes and it might not for a long time after he's gone either. No, Caleb's right. Um, the league has never seen nothing like this. We're about to put on a show. It's definitely going to be fun being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. But now, even if you're not a Chiefs fan, just a, a fan of football in general, when you see an arm talent and a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, I know people have like their favoritism towards their favorite team, but how do you not like watching a guy like that? That's like being in baseball and watching guys like Mike Trout or being in basketball watching guys like LeBron James. When you see generational talent, something we've never seen before that's something for the whole world to see so football is going to be on fire for the next decade we have the best player in all of sports in my city in our city in kansas city so I, I couldn't be more happy i'm ecstatic bro so i can't wait for the season i wish it was football season right now i'm ready to go out there and watch some games right now how about you guys yeah man this was this was a fun episode this was a fun one to talk about obviously i mean there's nothing but um, celebration and excitement for the city, the the franchise, the Mahomes family, all all the people involved. It's a great day to be a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Um, Caleb, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and what you got coming up? All right, y'all. You know where to find me at at CJ Scoobs on Twitter. Um, it's been a really busy couple of weeks for me the last few weeks. So I haven't been able to do as much writing for the website like I like to, but I've been trying to post as many film clips as possible. We're still getting ready to do our draft coverage. I've been watching film on prospects and stuff, getting ready for that. This week I will have a, uh, another edition of the GMKC coming out. You can look for that. It should be out Friday morning. Like always, I've taken a little break from it the last two weeks, but I'm coming back for it. And uh, I think, Wonder what I'll write about. I mean, I could write about Patrick Mahomes, but uh, I'm just kidding. That's what I'm going to write about. Um, I'm going to write about how this is changing the way football players will get paid. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, talking about how this is going to be a win for not only just the Chiefs and Chiefs Kingdom, but for football players as a whole when it comes to them getting paid correctly, as well as I'm going to touch on how Brett Veach is going to continue this success 
CJ, uh, what do you got working on? What do you got planning on with the other podcasts and stuff, man? Yeah, you guys can catch me on the aftermath with my hosts Grant and Christian. We'll be on there. Our new episode should be coming out this week in a couple of days. If you guys want to get in contact with me, you can hit me up on all social medias at CJEEZY81CGZ81. I'll be on there if you have any questions, uh, suggestions, tidbits. I love breaking down film, talking about ball. But yeah, you guys can catch me on on the coach's corner whenever the guys bring me back. I love love talking ball, love being with the guys. But yeah, catch me on the aftermath this week. We should have a new episode coming out very, very soon. Awesome stuff. And you can find me on Twitter, jdiz1617. Um, obviously, I'm going to be posting some more stuff, some more clips, thinking about doing a you know a little ode to Patrick Mahomes here. I got the Power Ranking Digest coming up here, and I was going to do you know top 25 fantasy running backs this year, but I think I might end up doing you know the top Pat Mahomes plays that we've seen so far in his Kansas City career. Um, but guys, this was amazing. Chiefs Kingdom, you're the best, guys. Everybody in Chiefs Kingdom, I think you can sleep easy tonight. Put your head on the pillow and dream of Super Bowls because I think in the next 12 years, a lot more are coming. And that's because we just locked up Patrick Mahomes for over a decade.